Pomp Punk and Pizza is giving you a chance to win a ticket to see me first in the Gimme Gimme's Christmas special spectacular. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good boy, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. All you gotta do is go to pomppunkpizzapod.com forward slash contests and sign up for our mailing list. Once you do that, you're automatically entered for a chance to win. Entry deadline is this Friday, December 11th at noon Central Time. Don't miss me first in the Gimme Gimme's Christmas Special Spectacular this Saturday, December 12th at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time at gimmegimmetv.veeps.com with special guest Shannon Shaw of Shannon and the Clams and Karina Denike of Dancehall Crashers. Sign up now for your chance to win a free ticket at poppunkpizzapod.com forward slash contest. Santa baby and hurry down the chimney tonight. I'm going out, I gotta go, I'll bang a rang on the radio, so turn it up, I'm telling you, I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya, hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Listening to Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. Hey, hey, what's shaking? Got a great episode for you today. It was a pleasure talking to Drew Conti, at least I, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, of I Call Fives. And you're thinking, I Call Fives, that name sounds familiar. Weren't they a band from like back in the day? Like they were on pure noise records and they were from the east coast and they had that song called elevator music yeah that's (laughs) that's the band now they didn't necessarily have a official breakup they just kind of went to the wayside and life got busy for all of them and they took some time off everyone as I said, got busy. It happens in life, right? Well, now they're picking back up the pieces, and they're supposed to be putting out some new music here in 2021. And in fact, they actually were supposed to be playing shows in 2020, but we all know how that ended up. Well, anyway, Drew sat down with me to uh, talk about what's coming up for the band, uh, why things happened the way they did, uh, looking back on the the tenth the tenth anniversary of their EP Bad Advice, we uh, talk about whether he still <laughs> likes the artwork for that or not. And I also have to just give a big thank you to Drew, not only for his time, but uh, he was actually feeling kind of sick the day we recorded this episode. He said he was afraid that he had COVID, so he went and got tested for it. And I guess when him and I talked, he was in quarantine, quote unquote. So I I really, really appreciate Drew for toughing it out and talking with me anyway. That, That really meant a lot to me. So that's how we're starting this conversation. Now I think I'm ready to try this out. 
it's just the flu and it's been oh, the last no. like it's been the last day and a half of just dicking around in bed um so hopefully i i thought a covid test would be a lot easier to get um at least in my so i'm in uh, i'm in philadelphia um, okay. It's not that easy. So the soonest I could get was in New Jersey on Thursday. So I'm hoping it's not wow. that. It's just the flu. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> did you did you like try calling a bunch of different places and whatnot? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I figured it was as simple as it looks like on the news now. Um, yeah. It's not. I guess not everywhere. Or I guess a lot of folks with flu season and all that. Maybe with the holidays. Like maybe a lot of people are now just going to try and get a test. Um, yeah, but yeah, maybe it just depends on what I, I know. Obviously, it, it's everywhere right now, but some parts of the country are worse than others, of course. So, you saw me scald myself with tea. Um, oh, but yeah, yeah. So it's been a weird couple of days, but it you know it, it could certainly be worse. Yeah. Well, thanks for still you still doing the interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, honestly, it kind of gave me a, a reason to get out of bed and take a shower. So thank you for having me. <laughs> well, that, that's uh, I'm very flattered because <laughs> <you've, laughs> you could have easily said, eh, you know, no, fuck, yeah. fuck that guy. <laughs> it, it was nice. It was nice to get up. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Is it is it just you and I today? Because I, I had no idea. I was just like, um, so. Our, basically everyone else has the worst weekday schedule. Um, mm-hmm. and so I work at, well, everyone's pretty much working at home, but I have a, a, a bullshit government job that allows me certain luxuries, but, um, but I was off today anyway, cause of the sick day, but yeah, no one else could, could be off. So you're, you're stuck with me. Oh dude, that, that's totally cool, man. I'm just glad one of you could make it. And it's, it's just great to meet someone from, you know, from I call fives. So yeah, of course, man. Um, so there's, I mean, there's, I guess there's so much we could talk about, um, since, I mean, I know I've seen recently that you guys are in the studio or you were in the studio like in October. We were in the studio. Uh, we actually just got mixes back today. Um, nice. So first time, first time in eight years. So there's that, um, we had intended to do shows and stuff, but obviously that's the, you know, the landscape has changed. Um, but really, you know, whatever you want to, I'm happy to talk about anything. Okay, cool. Oh, preferably not my government job though. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's off limits. That's, uh, that's off limits. confidential or, or whatever <laughs> that, that, um, that's, uh, it's, it's just horribly boring. Well, what is it exactly? Cause now I'm curious. No, so it's not, it's not particularly uh, exciting. I deal with, um, with policy and contracting for the department of defense. So like, I kind of, I help analyze like how we can buy say, um, like nuts and bolts for a ship or how we can buy milk for uh, a school in the Midwest. Um, so it's, it's interesting like, to some, uh, it's just, you know, it's not, I don't think that's going to huh. be on, it, it won't be on my tombstone when I die, but, uh, <laughs> but it certainly pays the bills. <laughs> well, Hey, you know, I, I, everyone's got to have that, that job that pays the bills. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for six years. So when the band okay. ended, um, it sort of became like, Oh shit. Um, and so I had stayed in the venue world and I did that for a couple of years, but just financially, it was really hard. So I figured, like, what's the most fucking, like, how do I just get something secure that I don't have to worry about it? And, you know, it's it's ironic in a bad way with everything happening right now. 
yeah. uh, because I see so many of my you know peers and friends that are out of work. Um, and I again, I had worked um, I had worked at a thousand cap venue and a two thousand cap venue in Philly for those couple of years before finally becoming a, a civil servant. Um, <laughs> and so to see you know just how ta- I always thought in the back of my mind though, like you know what if? And now I yeah. certainly didn't think about a pandemic. I just thought like you know if the venue closes or something like that, but. Yeah, not, not a, a worldwide phenomenon. No, you know? it's just crazy. Um, so that's that's something that you know I I had, had kind of seen um, or hadn't seen anything from I Call Fives in a while, and so I guess I didn't really know that there was was it just it wasn't like a was it like a breakup or was it just like we're just going to take a a, a break hiatus kind of thing like well, i don't i i never liked the formality of saying it's done because like for instance one of our last shows was in 2014 in uh in australia with green day you know and, and we hadn't been active for two years prior to that so i always looked at it like well if we say we're we're done stick of work in us well then we don't get an offer to go to australia with green day so we kind of always kept it like you know, the door was cracked open uh, but folks were getting married and having kids um, in my sense, like with career world, um, it just then made us actually playing wasn't feasible for a while. Uh, and then luckily this time about a year ago, we were like, okay, everybody's pretty settled in. It's been about six years. Um, we all live relatively close. Why not? Um, and the expectation though, which really stunk was we really anticipated to get something out much sooner, but with the pandemic and again, with folks having kids and well, really just, just that they they all have most of them have little children. Um, yeah. and, and I certainly, and they don't feel comfortable with them. You know, we, we have to be very careful. So for instance, like we, we try and get together on Fridays, but like this Friday, we will absolutely not be getting together, um, mm-hmm. pending my COVID test. So, so right. things like that have, have really made this, it's, it's really made this difficult. And I almost felt like a jerk because, you know, for the last year we were teasing, like coming soon. Yeah. Right. Coming. Uh, we're doing, <laughs> it's like, oh shit. And like, so now, we have a couple of songs to show for it, which it's good to have something, but we, uh, we kind of thought we would be further progressed at, you know, in, in December entering 2021. Right. Yeah, man. Um, I, I had a similar situation happen to me, a much, much smaller scale. Uh, my old band decided last year that we were going to do a reunion show this year. And sure. yeah, that, <laughs> that yeah, so we, we had a show, uh, it was, it was going to be a 10 year anniversary for our bad advice. Um, it was, it was booked. The whole thing was ready to go. Um, and then it came around, you know, and, and th- this was for July and then in like May, you know, some friends were like, well, it could still happen. I'm like, it's not fucking happening. There's no, there was no, uh-huh. you know, I would be shocked if we're really even in that realm in a year. And I hate to be pessimistic. I just, with the landscape of, you know, the political world and and certain uh, fumblings of how this was handled, I think it it really led to some major ramifications of of fucking this up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I completely agree. I really think it's sad to think that all those tours that were rescheduled for this coming winter, like in the new year, Uh, they're not happening. And I, and I don't want to make light of it, but when it was coming out, I was just like, you're very, you're very optimistic again. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, it's no secret. I'm not, and I'm not supposed to be, uh, 
aren't forthcoming that I am not for Donald Trump. Um, but I had no confidence in, in that administration allowing for something to happen within a calendar year, let's say. Um, and sadly, we've seen that. So I, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I hope that the next reschedules that happen, I hope that they actually get to happen for folks. Yeah, I certainly hope so, too. And I wonder at this point if they're going to reschedule again or if they're just going to like say, OK, stay tuned, like at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other, you know, it becomes a problem because and if you hear a very excited dog behind me, it's my dog. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's OK. You might hear my dog, too. Okay. <laughs> Once in a while. <laughs> um, the sad part, though, is, you know, the, the little fish are going to get really kind of destroyed because when it when it, when it's back on, um, the competition is just going to be I mean, I'm sure there's going to still be that niche. You know, if you're playing 100 cap room, great. But those bands that were doing like a thousand cap rooms. Well, good luck, um, because it's just going to be, you know, the floodgates are going to be. So it's it's it'll be interesting for sure. Well, just from some rumors I'm hearing, um, I, I, I haven't really I don't know if I've read anything official on this. Like I said, rumors, but I've heard that Live Nation is really trying to buy up some more of these independent venues that are hurting. And I can see why. Yeah. So, you know, so there again, you're talking about the competition and and all that that's that's going to shrink that you oh, know yeah. i mean li- live nation it, live nation it's like you could say so many great things about it but you could say so many terrible things about it as well so it's <laughs> they like they are you know they're the, the big fish and you know they can take that you know, they can take this on the chin whereas the independent venue can't yeah. um and, you know, that's where the save our stages stuff comes in. And again, this right. political, th- these are things that weren't supposed to be um, like a, a bipartisan topic. Right. And yeah. it's become, it's become politicized. It should have never been this way. And it's just, it's, it's par for the course though, with this, with this administration. And it's just, it really is too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truly. Now you said the G word earlier, you said green day and I'm a huge green day fan. So the fact that you got to play with them is just like super awesome. Yeah. Um, did you get a chance to interact with anyone in any way well, Do you have so, any, or any cool <laughs> stories to attach with that? Cause like my, my well, little green day heart is it beating. Racing. It's racing. Yeah, so yeah. This, it was called Soundwave festival in Australia. So amongst I'm, I'm green familiar day. with, with the, yeah, I've heard of the festival. Okay. And okay. it's, it's actually the only poster I keep in my wall. So it was Green Day, Event Sevenfold, Alice in Chains, Day to Remember, Rob Zombie, <laughs> uh, Panic, Jimmy Eat World, like the list goes on. Um, uh-huh. And I was joked because... How the hell you know, did you guys get on that? Well, and that's how I make the joke. So, <laughs> you know, it's a big old flyer, right? So somebody's got to be at the top of the flyer and somebody's got to be the small font band mm-hmm. at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And we were, the joke for us was always like, hey, we're happy to be the, the discount band. You know, we'll, we'll come in and do it for, you know, for what we got was pennies compared to, um, and then again, like the, the next tier of band above us would still warrant a lot more money. Um, mm-hmm. So we got kind of lucky of being the, the, the bargain band. Um, <laughs> but I, I'll never forget. So it had... Um, like into like the warp tour uh in, inside stages the double stage it we were on the double stage and it was breathe carolina and then us and uh and we're playing we're finishing up and then there was a band called uncle acid and the dead beats dead oh my god that sounds awesome uncle acid and the and the something they're like a prick like friends of like the guy that tattoos me it's like cool he's like oh uncle acid's great um so i it sounds very me. punk rock it's like kind of like, I think it's like doomy punk 
kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I look behind me as we're finishing up and that band is about to, to start on the stage next to us. And I see Trey cool and uh, Mike turn turn, right. Turn. He's the bassist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I was just like, Oh my God, Green Day watched us. And my buddy who was with us, who was from Australia, he's like, no fucking, they've been waiting to watch Uncle Acid. But I walked over and I just said, hey, thanks. You know, thank, because technically as the headliner, it was really their choice. Thanks for having us. You guys have been a pleasure because they would let folks um, stand on the stage when they played, which is very unorthodox for that sort of event. Um, and that was, I said, hey, thanks. And they were nice. And that was it. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just, you're, you just kind of tossed your name in the hat to, to be on that show for a bargain band. And that's how it, I well, mean, <laughs> there, there has to be a little more. Yeah. That actually is where it, it kind of speaks to our ethos in a very specific way. So I, I kind of always prided us on, um, we were in, in a weird, you know, we came from a weird era of internet stuff with Facebook, MySpace, uh, Spotify certainly wasn't a thing. Um, right. So we were coming from an era where like you had to go and play to nobody. You were going and playing that bowling alley. You were playing that VFW hall. And that was, um, you know, going and doing that was the most proactive thing you could do. Whereas nowadays there are much smarter, um, you know, it's a smarter, not harder sort of approach that you can take. That makes sense. You don't have to go and play for 40 days um, in tiny rooms. You can, but there are other models that have proven successful. Um, but so we always believe in that because, again, at the time in 2008, nine and so on, that was kind of the only way. Um, so we had gotten an offer to go to Australia the first time. Wasn't for free. It was almost for free, but not quite. And it wasn't a huge tour. And over there, we just happened to meet some like really into the band fans. Um, and they were connected with the guy that actually threw the festival. So when it came time to 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 fill out the roster um folks were tweeting this guy and he was literally just like yeah fuck it i'll have those guys on you know that's it was as simple as that and that's why you know i understand why different approaches now are are they work um but for us i always believe like you know if you play that bowling alley to 20 people who's to say one of those 20 people isn't the brother of or the sister of someone that's going to tell the next person um yeah and again, it's just you're putting yourself out there. Um, and that's what we always try to do. So, yeah, we got we got very lucky in that sense. It's funny you you bring uh, up that era, because when I t- was talking to much the same on the podcast, fr- you know, from kind of the same era that, you know, starting in the, the mid 2000s there, um, it, we were talking about just how strange of an era in, in um, music is it was because it was like a, that. Tr- transition from that it was a real tweener yeah yeah from that old record label establishment to that new like digital spotify streaming all that stuff so it was like no one i feel like no one knew what to do exactly during that time we had some benefits that that improved like so of course like if you it was 2002 when you were the starting line and you signed to mca for mega bucks well you know that was great um but by like 07 that kind of fizzled out where bands weren't getting that that major money yes again we were never in that in that environment uh regardless but folks were still kind of subscribing to the old, the old approach of like, let's just go tour. But so then there was tools that would pop up like MySpace. You could uh, do this like show finder and you could literally base it on a radius. So like if we needed to fill a date on December 11th in Decatur, 
I could type in Decatur, Alabama and within 50 miles, I could search for events happening. Um, so there were really cool benefits to it in that sense. Um, but again, those just kind of helped us play to those. The, the thought was a show is a show. Uh, whereas now again, it's a much more cal- calculated approach. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you have to be shows or you, you do less of them and, and make them more special more than anything. You know, sure. it's, it's like you're online more and not in like fate. Well, especially with the pandemic now, you're not face to face, obviously with anybody, but I wonder if that'll, it'll be interesting to see how that changes once this all plays out. So. Yeah. And I, you know, I think we were already seeing it go in a, in a particular direction with, you know, bands are more like brands now. Um, yes. And that, that's been for me, one of the more difficult things coming back into it. Um, you know, I wish we, you know, we had the goofy, sometimes neon stuff, sometimes like a dinosaur eating a car t-shirts, like <laughs> classic you know, my era. Yeah. Or even that we would just do like, Oh, it's the old varsity, you know, uh, thrift store shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't discredit anyone for being innovative and contemporary, but like, you know, I, I don't suspect we're ever going to look like we're launching an American apparel, you know, promo <laughs> shot for our, and again, I know everyone does it, but I think we'll, we'll probably continue to just be ourselves in that sense. Or um, you can do one as a joke. And it, yeah. I'll be the model because I've gained only about 30 pounds since eight years ago. Um, it's just, again, I, and I appreciate it. You, you have to change with the times for sure. Um, yeah. But we've never looked at ourselves as a brand. And maybe that was to, to you know, maybe that was a discredit to us. Um, yeah. And I, I've seen tons of bands doing stuff and it looks great, but it's just, we're not that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like anything else. And this pertains to like almost any career, whether it's music or not. There's a fine line between branding and being genuine and being yourself, you know, and, and like honing your craft, you know, it's like you have to make sure you're actually working on your craft and also working on your brand at the same time. But it's like that, that balance, it like, it like can tear you apart sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and where the focus is, where you emphasize the focus uh, becomes important. But for us, again, I, I'm not a designer. And so I'll use like say state champs as an example. Um, Derek, I recall being a very talented graphic designer. So why not use that skills and asset for your band? Totally understand. But again, for, for me, it's like, well, now I have to find this like, you know, legitimate graphic designer again, where we came from that we, we, we like to keep it simple. Um, yeah. Yeah. So those are the sorts of things where you've seen um, just the, the the digital appearance. And I guess it's not unlike, say, a MySpace layout in 2008. So I can't, it would be hypocritical of me to say that, you know, that didn't exist then. Um, but it really exists now. You know, it, it's been so, it's been so carved out. It's, uh, it's, it's certainly important. Um, I just, I, I wonder if we'll have that sort of presence. Um, mm-hmm. But again, we're, 30 plus year old guys now that, that haven't done it in almost 10 years. So I don't think anyone's really coming to see us for our social media presence at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, it's more or less even more so, even more so now about having fun, I would imagine, you know, um, so getting back into it for, for you specifically, what's one of the the biggest things? I mean, I guess we, you kind of touched on the whole branding thing, but what's, what's something else that's been different to like 
get used to or or one thing that you've been <laughs> researching as you're you're diving back into I call fives? Well, and this does speak to branding, but the the curating of playlists and the Spotify realm, I mean, it's just it is and again, it's not unlike say the the front page of MySpace or Pure Volume back way back when. Um, but you see very clicky, very particular approaches at um uh, like and I, I don't know the head of rock from Spotify, but I'll see people post pictures like here she is. She's the queen. And like, and again, I'm not discrediting. I hope she never hears this. Um, she won't, but <laughs> I'm sure this person's magnificent, but I'll see random people like, like the goat queen. Like I, she, I'm sure she's great, but you just see such a, such a, you know, a, a not genuine approach to it's, it's just like back way back when getting on the front of mp3.com, except now we know who the faces of these things are mm-hmm. um, and they too are branding themselves. So when I see again, like with the playlist curation, um, just that whole realm, it's, it's, it's not about, <clears throat> And don't get me wrong, it was never about just like in 1970, it wasn't, you know, how are you getting on the radio? It's, it's, this has always been a very specific thing. Uh, so don't get me wrong, but it's, it's, it's so the social media aspect of it, um, you, you just see it in a different light now. Um, that that's been totally unique because again, before, and I'm sure there was somebody, you know, Mike at mp3.com or Michelle, but you know, we weren't seeing their Instagram with 500,000 followers and like them posing with the guys from Guar. Um, <laughs> so now that we're seeing these things so in your face and it's such a, you know, that social media aspect, uh, I think that really, <clears throat> again, I remember in, in about 2009, we were like, I guess we should make a Twitter. You know, like <laughs> things like that have just been, um, yeah. you know, that has been the most substantial and it, that all speaks to branding, but that's really been, um, the thing because when it comes to like content and music writing, I mean, we're not reinventing the wheel. Um, we're not reinventing ourselves. I mean, we're just trying to be a better version of what we were. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are the, 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 you know, the, the particulars when it comes to branding, social media, those are all things that are pretty foreign to us. Um, because, you know, for well, six years ago, why did I need to understand about, you know, again, I keep saying the curating playlist, but that's a huge, like we got an email the other day about a 12 year old song of ours being added to this playlist that had 200,000 followers. Um, my first question is why now, you know, it's been on there for, you know, for eight <laughs> years, I'd say Spotify has been popular. Uh, yeah. We're happy to be there, but like what prompted that? I, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing is, you know, our, our, our most played song on Spotify is a cover of ours. It's on a, on a, on a, like a cover playlist. Um, kind of sucks, you know, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> because that playlist has so many followers and it's like, you know, like, gee, it would be nice if one of our other songs was on a playlist yeah. of such, um, you know, it, again, it's the same thing. You need a, the team around you is as integral as ever. And don't get me wrong. Like we've, we've seen, you know, if, if, if you've ever seen that thing you do with, uh, with Tom, <laughs> Tang, yes. you know, it's the same, you know, we, and I'm not discrediting any of our team ever, but like, we kind of had the guy in the RV as the manager. Yeah. Whereas, there you, know, <laughs> you need, you need the Tom <laughs> Hanks. That's, that's the guy that's going to you know, push you at that radio station. He's going to get you on X, Y, and Z. Um, so I just think that that 2020 has made that a lot more in your face, mm-hmm. um, and you're literally putting a social media presence on the, on the powers from above, um, which has been interesting. But again, we've never really been um, we've never really been the you know the, uh, the the 
I'm trying to think the, the pick of the litter. Um, and so we don't, we don't anticipate to be, I just, I will admit that I think it's unfortunate to see certain, and I don't want to be, um, you know, ungrateful. Like I'm glad that any of our songs are on any playlist, but I just wish I understood how anything got to a particular spot because I'm, yeah. I'm pretty fucking curious. Um, yeah. So that has been the most head scratching uh, that I've, I've spoken to some folks and I've Googled and I'm just like, well, man, this stinks. But again, it was the same sort of thing with mp3.com, with pure volume, with MySpace. It, it, the game hasn't changed. It just looks a little bit different. Yeah, it, it just changes its its format or where it's at, you know, because like before MySpace and Pure Volume and those, it was comps, I feel like. It was compilation CDs, right? Sure. I yeah. mean, that was a big thing. Like you were always trying to get your band on those comp CDs that, you know, had, you know, already bands that were big you well, know even, so i think of like if you remember the like the infomercial where it's like rock ballads of the 80s like i'll, <laughs> I'll bet you in 1996 like one of the guys from some hair metal band was like oh we were supposed to be on that fucking cup you know like <laughs> i it's probably it's, it's all the same and it's you know it's the good old boys club and it's, it is certainly about who you know but that's business and you know the reality is you know this has never been it what's what's nice about this genre is it's it's you know it's not the pop realm where it's totally about like, you know, you better look good and, and have a very particular polish. Um, but it, it still is a business. And and I don't think that's ever not been apparent. So what have you talking about these Spotify playlists or just play any playlist in general on any streaming platform? What, what exactly have you learned um, like in the process, like it, uh, <laughs> not enough. I mean, again, it's, it's, it's a crap. I mean, you're really just kind of tossing your, you're throwing your name into the hat. Okay. Uh, and again, if your team is strong enough, and again, I don't want to discredit anyone that's ever worked with us um, or, or fans of us or, or folks with these companies, um, because look, everyone can't be on these things. And I understand that, but I've learned that, yeah, it's, it's really, it is a crapshoot for sure. But yeah, again, that's why my major, my head scratching moment was when I got the email the other day and I'm like, this song is 12 years old. It's been on here for eight years. Like, why now? <laughs> why couldn't you pick one of these other songs? Why couldn't you pick my favorite? Couldn't you have done the eight-year-old song, not the 12-year-old song? <laughs> no, it didn't work out that way. You know, I don't know how um, trustworthy Wikipedia is these days, but if this is true, I did not realize this. Um, and you'll you'll obviously be able to tell me if this is true, but Soupy was in I call fives. Is that true? No. Um, okay. I didn't think so. I was, I, cause, very, uh, <laughs> cause I was before I, this interview, I was doing some, you know, some research and I'm like, Dan soupy. It was like, so it's, it's flattering that we have a Wikipedia number one. Um, and if anything, I guess his existence there only bolsters the legitimacy of it. But, um, truthfully he filled in for us, um, once at a bowling alley in 2008 and once, um, at a holiday show with man overboard in 2000 and, uh, and four, oh, 13 or 14. Uh, so he's filled in for us a couple of times and I guess that makes him a member. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't want to be tied to that, but I'm not going to go in and change. It. <laughs> I mean, I, why, why would you, that only kind of, cause I, you know, I, my head turned at that. I'm like, he was, no, like, I didn't no, know that we would have changed the world if he never left us. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that means, you know, like bands that I filled in, I can say I was a member in that band. It's, you yeah. know, <laughs> Yeah. 
Oh gosh. Um, so, you know, since we're kind of talking about the past right now, um, you guys were one of the first bands on Pure Noise, right? Well, they were already established for sure. Don't get me wrong, but there was probably like already a half dozen. I wish that I knew better, but I know they had a couple of like <clears throat> a couple of Jake who runs it uh, of like his friends' bands that were local to the area, and they had the story so far. Um, and then we had put out our first, or I'm sorry, our second EP with uh, with No Sleep Records, and uh, we we realized that the the full length wasn't going to go that way, and they they offered to, to do the LP and, and that was it. So we were happy to be a part of it and to see its growth has been, uh, it's been something. Yeah. That's yeah, what we I, were one of the first, let's say 10, whereas I'm, you know, I couldn't, I don't even know how many, um, they have on the roster now. Right. I mean, just in the last 10 years, their growth has just exploded. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's other labels to go along with them on that. Um, so sadly for, to their, you know, I'm sure they don't put this on the, the front page, but we at one point headlined the pure noise tour. Um, this was in 2012. So they, they were forced with us for a brief period to, to be the headliner. <laughs> Who is on that tour besides you guys? Um, do you remember? Well, so at one point, it had been more, it was like forever came calling and somebody else. And then for our leg of it, it was us and a band called the sheds. And I think that was it. And the sheds okay. weren't even on the Okay. Got so then these were rough, <laughs> wow. these were rough times. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they're having that issue now, but I don't even know if they, I mean, I don't know if they've done a, like a tour. It's probably no, I, since I then. Since I, don't... since I think the story so far might've done one six seven years ago maybe mm-hmm. um actually i think yeah i think the story um heart to heart state champs or something like that i think that was a um one of the pure noise tours but yeah so mm-hmm. our experience with them was great um and jake was he was just we we had again we had known him through our time with well actually i didn't say it so in the year prior um we had done a tour with a band called we are the union um and one half the tour was they're so bad i hate them so much they're great so you must know them yeah they're great i love them they're excellent excellent people excellent and their new stuff has been wonderful they're doing a great job i i agree man i uh i talked to reed last year on the okay. podcast, I think, but I mean, prior to that, I, I knew who they were and I, sure. yeah, I love them. So anyway, continue so your story. Us and them and one half of, um, uh, handguns, one half of the story so far. And, oh, excuse me. Um, no, you're good. And it was one of those things where <clears throat> the story so far, the story so far, I just put out the record, um, that June, this was happening in June, July. And it was a, a scenario where they were opening up and it was like, ah, oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, they were playing the biggest crowds and, and it oh, was man. Uh, it was one of those but humbling for sure but you know the irony at the time i was like you know guys we've still been doing this for six years like i i'll take that i want to be at the top of no it, it was of course you want to play to the most amount of folks but i was looking like if somebody wants to watch us they're going to watch us um right if you just came to see the story so far i don't blame you um but yeah, it was one of those sort of uh, events where you're just like, oh, you could see that something significant was happening. Yeah, I was scrolling through your Facebook earlier. I'm trying to see if I can pull it up again um, on who all was on this show flyer. But it was from like, I don't know, like 2013 or 14. And the lineup on this show was just like 
incredible and if this show was happening today it would probably be played at a much bigger venue i think i'm just trying, i'm like trying to go way back now to see if i can find it um i wonder if it, it might be that holiday show with man overboard yeah i think Their that's heads. the one i'm t- yeah it was man overboard state champs i call fives <laughs> tiny moving parts front porch step and light years <laughs> yeah yeah and that's the show we're dancing actually okay Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Like I just was just looking at that and thinking, okay, so that's been six years ago. If that show was happening today, oh my gosh. Sure. <laughs> like that yeah, would that was it was interesting for us too because we had never really played with um we never really played with a lot of those ba- well, we played with state champs um when they were you know baby band and same thing. You could tell they were good, great singer, a tight band. Um but through most of our years, it was kind of the, the I Call Fives headlining show. Um, so it was really nice to be able to to support such a great show. Mm-hmm. So what were so you didn't do a lot of tours with where you were supporting other bands? Is that what you were saying? Is that no, what you we were hinting never, at? Yeah, the, the list of bands we supported is shockingly low when you consider how long we were actively touring. So we had we had supported the one of years two times. Um, when they were a, a much different band in 2008 and 2009. Yeah. They uh, were a much different band then. <laughs> yeah. Um, outside of that, we had supported the dangerous summer once a band called sparks, the rescue once. Oh yeah. I remember them. And, uh, and that was it. That's the only, and then we did warp tour and then the fest stuff, but we yes. only done four tours in, in all, and we were actively touring at all that, at all those times. So it was typically on us to go and, go book that bowling alley. Or then we got kind of lucky where when we were then headlining our own tours, because we had built up some level of uh, ability to do so. Um, we got lucky then to have bands like handguns and story so far, real friends. Um, we got lucky to find those kind of bands to support us. Um, but yeah, it was. And then a lot of times it was just us and local bands. Um, I kind of preferred because I'd rather play with the band from Topeka than you know, another band from my town that nobody really gives a shit about. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I just, uh, it's, it's actually really, uh, it's really kind of cool to hear that. Cause I feel like you don't hear that too often with, um, a band where like I call fives where the level you were at at that time, most of the time, um, you know, you would be touring with, you know, supporting bigger tours, you know, yeah. su- supporting bigger bands. So it's, it's kind of cool <laughs> to hear that, you know, well, as, and don't mind my faces over here. It would have been nice to have been support as I, this, this is tea in here. So it's kind of like that Kermit meme, you know, where he's sipping the, <laughs> yes. <laughs> again, it's a very political world out there. Uh, and, and I think the reality was, you know, the Wonder Years were so great to us, but it was like, how many times were they going to take us on tour? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe we, uh, we, we, we were, who we, we were, we had, uh, we had, we had several member changes. We had a singer change, um, a lot of instability with booking management. Um, and I think those things add up, um, and the, yeah. and the kind of core groups that we had initially played with from our area, um, outside of the wonder years, most of the folks kind of didn't really continue it. So, um, that, you know, that was the irony with, with, with man over we're from the same area and they ended up doing great. Um, but it was funny because you have, I think the only time we played with them outside of their formative years was that actually I'm certain it was that show. That holiday Um, show. Yeah. So, you know, it's, again, we're happy to have been able to play at all. Looking back, it would have been nice to have gotten, you know, you you see 
when there's the staple bands, the newfound glories, the saves the days, the Bayside's, you know, mm-hmm. you'll see a commonality of those opening bands. Um, it's too bad we didn't we didn't participate in that, but you know, what are you going to do? And and I think all things considered, we've been lucky to have any sort of following um, with that considered, because there's plenty of bands that have opened up for those scenarios, and they have no following to this day. So it's right. it's cool that we didn't necessarily need um, to be in those situations to still have some semblance of of a fan base. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, it's it's. It's crazy to think like it seems like it wasn't that long ago, but now it's it's starting to to creep up and be like, wow, wow, that really was a while ago. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I know it's it's been 10 years since Bad Advice was released. And, and so when you look back 10 years on on that EP, how do you how do you look at it now? I regret the artwork um no discredit <laughs> to the fellow that did it he's an excellent artist um the artwork was just kind of silly um no I, 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 it's just a, it's a kid it's a cartoon kid right <laughs> so well it ended up it was it was very colorful which led to a really fun it was a, like the model was fun the record was fun but <laughs> he's just a it's like a goofy dumb kid just i i don't know what the hell we were going for and and don't get me wrong we didn't offer this fellow any direction so it's no knock on the actual artistry of it did um, you love it at the time i think i did yeah well but i think now what I you're like it, it kind of reminded me of our singer because it, it had this stupid blonde hair no offense jeff um <laughs> and there was something about it that we all just kind of laughed at but uh but no, I, no, that didn't age poorly necessarily. It's just, it's, it is funny seeing, especially like our, our 2007 or eight first things, first EP, it was kind of neon. Um, even though we really never indulged in that neon wave. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it's just kind of funny to see those things. But yeah, when I look back on it, um, I think it produced, uh, our, our, our biggest song in elevator music. Yes. Um, I think it, for us, it was a huge learning experience because it was the first time that we were kind of on the clock to, to put a release out um, where we had been, you know, the first release, I always kind of, I like to say like you had your whole life and I know it's dramatic, but you know, you, you had your whole, however long you were writing those songs. Um, and for us, it was our first release. So you had all that time previously to do it. There was no deadlines. There was no tours. There was nothing that was in the way. There was no other agendas about being a band. Um, but so this one, we had been touring actively. Um, we had a singer change and we were like, shit, we have to get something out here. Um, so being in that scenario, it was definitely interesting, uh, kind of sucked. Um, but all things considered, I, I look back, on it fondly it's just again you kind of look back and you're like man i wish that we had spent a little more time on on xyz um and we we kind of learned from that then on the in the future releases but yeah it was definitely it was the first time that we had to to really realize despite financially it not really being a career um we were yeah we, again we were all working odd jobs and we delivered pizza or whatever um it was a we were approaching it like a career um and we had deadlines and, and things of, of that you know in, in that realm so it was the first time doing that. And, and it was, it was nice then to have that as the, the beginning for then a, a few more chances at it. Um, and that's, what's been cool about now. We've, we've had time to, to kind of really work on it and take our time. Um, which is a lot nicer than again before. And there's a line in, um, in, in one of the songs, two days are a lifetime of failure about writing lyrics in a hotel room in Baltimore. Um, because we just kind of, we, we didn't really love certain ideas and we were finding ourselves rewriting kind of on the fly. And, um, 
And so there was a lot of pressure for it. Um, again, in hindsight, I don't think there probably should have been, but as, as young men, you know, at, at age 20, we really thought it was a lot bigger than it, it needed to be. You know, what, let's say it took another six months, what would have been the big deal? But, and I was especially, um, at fault for that. Cause I was like, well, we're all, you know, we're out of school. We're not really making money. Things like that. Our peers are doing X, Y, Z. Um, so I was really cracking the whip saying like, we got to get this done. Um, but again, what, when I look back, maybe we spent an extra couple months, um, but it didn't work out that way. And I still think it, it, it prefaced us and it really set us up to understand how things work. Um, and also it was our first time then with like an actual art treatment um, because the other, the other piece had been done by our singer, uh, our, our previous singer. Um, but so then like actually having deadlines and, and like all press and you know releasing this uh, more thoroughly than just putting it on MySpace like we had done with the original release. Um, it was, it was a, certainly a learning experience. <laughs> Yeah, and and now you have artwork that you don't like. <laughs> yeah, and again, I and I'm sure the fellow that did it would never hear, but it was just so peculiar. I, it's a, it's just, I don't it's know. All I, over the place. I think it's cool, but you know, I'm into that sort of thing. So I'll take it. I like, I've been wrong before. <laughs> I like artwork like that. So, and I feel like that was kind of, I don't know. I feel like that was kind of popular at the time. You know that in like the early. Uh, 2010s or 20 teens, yeah. whatever you so want to be totally frank. So Blink had the Mark, Tom and Travis show, right. had a very particular style. And then this band farewell hired the same guy that did the Mark, Tom and Travis show. I believe it was the same guy. I'm, I'm 99% sure. And I was like, all right, I want it to look like that. We didn't really get that. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but I can see the fine. I no, can was, see the similarity. It was, you know. it was unique, and again, though, it led to really cool color stuff with, um, you know, for folks that are big into vinyl. Like we had some mm-hmm. some fun stuff there. Um, sure. It was just one of those things where, like, you're never going to see like, you know, the the face on that uh, on that cover. You're not going to see it on a t shirt. <laughs> Dang! I've seen, I think I've I'll just make a, I'll just make illegal ones and. Well, <laughs> I'm so just kidding. Was, just kidding. <laughs> very occasionally, because I'm so very vain, I will look. Um, I'll look at eBay and I'll type it in. And there was an eBay shirt that was literally just the album artwork on a black tee. And I was like, Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> right. I mean, tells me they didn't sell any of those. <laughs> I don't know. You should have hit them up and asked them. So, hey, have you sold a lot of these? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I'll maybe be like. I'll take, yeah, I'll take all of them and then, and then we'll sell them. Oh goodness. Um, so there are, as, as far as like the, the songs that are in the works, there's no release dates set for them at this point. You just got the mixes back today. Um, so so it's basically going to be like a, without being too specific because everyone gets pissed because I typically am like, oh, it's going to be this. Um, yeah. we're gonna, it's going to be a small release coming out um, early in the new year. Uh, and it's going to be kind of an opener for a, a larger release that we hope to do um, at some point in 20, 2021. So really the idea was, and I mentioned earlier, like we really got delayed with the COVID thing and it just became like, well, let's get something out um, because we had, we have plenty of stuff in the works. Um, and so we just figured let's, let's just take these, these couple um, just so we can get something out there and then we're going to work on, uh, on a, a proper EP. Okay. Awesome. Well, I, I can't wait to hear these. I'm really curious to hear what, you know, 
what iCall 5 sounds like in, in 2020 or 2021. <laughs> a little bit older and a little bit fatter, yeah. <laughs> Is that going to be the name of it? Because that actually sounds like... It's been it's been ongoing for about six years. I've been saying it for six years, so I think I'm starting to run. It's Maybe we have to get skinny. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of how you could combine those two things fat get fatter then get skinny no that doesn't sound right leaner i'm thinking leaner, too, leaner and leaner. actually that sounds pretty that sounds pretty good too yeah <laughs> i like that um well anything else um before we we wrap up no, no. Like I said, uh, next year we will have stuff. And, and again, you know, I've, I've mentioned, like I've hinted at it you know, to, to a detriment at times. Cause I'm, you get so excited. You just want to say like, we got new stuff. Um, yeah. but it's actually coming to fruition. It's just been too bad, but in the grand scheme of things with, with a lot of initiatives socially, um, health wise, uh, there's just been bigger stuff going on. So it's, it's too bad. Mm-hmm. And it's been delayed, but, it, but it's nice that we can say with certainty that the 2021 will see new stuff from us. Awesome. Um, Otherwise, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no, thanks for being on. And I'm I'm glad that you got, uh, you know, hooked up with Lost Music Collective. That's pretty sweet. So that'll be, uh, I think that'll be awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank, thank you for your time today, Drew. And I really, God, I hope you don't have COVID, man. So yeah, You and me both. Yeah. Let, <laughs> let me know how that, uh, how that turns out for you tomorrow. It sounds good. All right, dude. Well, All right, you, see you, you man. Ever, yeah, you take care. Bye. Bye. I'm sorry. I hate this song. It's the elevator music on your way to hell. And cheers to all the stories that you took so well. And knowing everyone was alive. And now I think I'm ready to try this out. Drew of I Call Fives, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. It was a lot of fun to talk with you. I really enjoyed hearing all of your uh, crazy stories from back in the day. And also, I, I really look forward to hearing what I Call Fives sounds like in uh, this new decade. If you want to keep track of everything that's happening with I Call Fives, you can uh, hit them up on Facebook, which they're just at I Call Fives, as well as Twitter and Instagram. All at I Call Fives. There's no band or music at the end. It's just I Call Fives for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I'm sure they will be updating us soon on what's happening with the band and when we can expect that new music that he was talking about. Well, that's it for this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. I am Jacques Lamore, your host. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed this one and this is your first time listening to the podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to previous episodes. There's bound to be at least one that you're interested in. And uh, while you're at it, hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you get your podcasts and drop us a positive rating or review. You can check out our merch store at poppunkpizzapod.com. We're also running a contest right now, giving you a chance to win a ticket to see me first in the Gimme Gimmies. They're having a Christmas special spectacular uh, stream coming up this Saturday, December 12th, and that's going to be at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and they have special guest Shannon of Shannon and the Clams and also Karina of Dancehall Crashers joining them. And uh, this uh, is just one ticket we're giving away at poppunkpizzapod.com forward slash contests 
So you can, uh, so all you gotta do is literally sign up for the Pop Pumpkin Pizza mailing list, and boom, you're automatically entered for a chance to win. We're gonna be contacting the winner on Friday, December 11th, which is tomorrow. Um, obviously, the, the live stream is coming up this Saturday, so we, we have to do this quickly. So just make sure you sign up today. Once again, poppunkpizzapod.com forward slash contests for a chance to win that ticket to watch me first in the Gimme Gimme's Christmas special spectacular this Saturday, December 12th. That's bound to be a great time. I've grown up listening to those guys, and they're always a lot of fun. And if you've never heard of me first in the Gimme Gimme's until now, give them a shot. They're literally the best cover band in the entire world. Think about all those uh, songs your parents listen to, all those classic rock songs turned into punk rock songs. That's literally what, that's the best way I can describe what me first in the Gimme Gimme's does. So anyway, uh, I want to thank uh, Melanie K for reaching out to me about doing that giveaway. Uh, I was super, super appreciative and excited to be a part of that. If you want to keep up uh, up to date on everything that's happening with the podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is all at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. If you want to submit music to me, or maybe you're a publicist or a manager and you want to reach out to me about an artist that you represent, shoot me an email with an EPK, uh, links to music, press releases, all that fun stuff at bangerangradio at gmail.com, and I will get back to you as soon as I possibly can. Now, coming up next week, this Tuesday, uh, we have a new episode dropping December 15th, and that is going to be with Alex of Young Culture. So we have that to look forward to. And then Thursday, December 17th, it'll be Eric and Vinny of the new record label called Lost Music Collective. And uh, Eric is also known for managing... Uh, the company Word is Bond. It's a management company he runs for bands. And then Vinny is Vinny Fiorello, best known for being the drummer and founding member of Less Than Jake, Paper and Plastic Records, uh, The Inevitables, so many other things. So I had a really, really great chat with them, and I'm really looking forward to everyone hearing that episode. So have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you this coming Tuesday. It's nice to meet ya Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya